Welcome to the Supernatural Life Podcast with Chad Gonzalez, a podcast all about helping you connect with God so you can manifest God to the world. Now, here's your host, Pastor Chad Gonzalez. Hey friends, this is Chad Gonzalez. I want to welcome you to this episode of the Supernatural Life Podcast. It's our goal to help you connect with God so you can manifest God to your world. December and January are big months here at Chad Gonzalez Ministries. We have the release of Possessors of Life, which is actually taking place Thursday, December 12th, right around the corner. Uh, Possessors of Life is our first book release in several years. I'm super excited about it because it's talking about the life of God, eternal life, divine life. If you've been listening to the podcast for any length of time, you know this is something we talk about. It is a fixture, a foundation of the miracles that we've been seeing uh, we talk about our union with Christ and, and that the eternal life, this divine life, it's a possession. It's something that we have because of our union with Jesus. And I personally believe that it is the answer for divine health. It's the answer for walking in divine health and releasing healing to our world. And so I'm so excited to finally get this into book form and get this out. And so uh, along with that, we are in the final stages of finalizing a launch team uh, for the book. And so if you'd like to be a part of that, we've pretty much got everything in place, but we've got a few days if you'd like to be a part of that and helping us get this book out to the masses. Uh, Message us on Facebook. Uh, Just go to facebook.com backslash Chad Gonzalez Ministries, Uh, or you can email me at info at chadgonzalez.com. Email us, message, private messages on Facebook. Let us know you'd like to be a part of that. And we'll send you a free ebook version of Possessors of Life. And we'll give you all the details and everything uh, so you can help us to uh, launch this book and make sure that it gets into everybody's hands. Also, in January coming up, we're releasing the Healing Academy. Uh, this is another big project we've been working on for quite a while. Uh, The Healing Academy, it is a video training series uh, on how to minister healing to people. Uh, We finished up Volume 1 just a few weeks ago, and it is a nine-session video series, uh, along with three books, which is Possessors of Life, our new book, uh, Natural Supernatural, and Think Like Jesus, which is our devotional. Uh, The three books, along with the nine-session video series, and it's to help you walk in divine health, but also, like I said, bring healing to your world. Uh, It's great for small groups, but it's also suited for individual study. But uh, we are trying to get this out to, uh, well, I could put it like this. We're not really focused on the minister per se, you know, the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. We're trying to get this to the teacher, the lawyer, uh, the janitor, the burger flipper, the student. Like we want to see the miracles not only happening in the church, but we want to see it happening where it should be happening out in the marketplace. We want to see the miraculous happening there. And I truly believe it's going to help change the landscape of healing in the body of Christ. It's time to show the world that Jesus saves and he heals and he wants to do it through you. Uh, If you are a pastor, hey, please contact us. Uh, We've got a special church rate. uh, and We'll help you uh, get all the materials that you need and use this for small groups in your church. Or if you want to use it for staff trainings, Uh, we're also available to come and do it in person. I, I love teaching this. I love teaching it because not only does it get results, uh, but we see people replicate this. And that's where I get the most excited. It's not just seeing the results from me, but seeing other people get a hold of these truths and realities and begin to work it and use it and see themselves get results. 
incidentally, the, the proceeds from all of these things that we're doing, especially these two projects, uh, the proceeds are funding uh, several of our international meetings that are taking place this year. Um, so far for 2020, we're going to India, Kenya, Colombia. Uh, we're working on a project in the UK. And so we're super excited about it. Uh, lots of doors have been opening up. And uh, man, uh, God's on the move. And we're excited to be a part of it. Uh, one last thing before we get into uh, today's episode. Uh, please go to our website, chagonzales.com. As soon as you go there when you open up the website, there's a pop-up and allow you to sign up for our Dream Team list. And this is a way for you to keep up to date with everything that's going on, as well as to send you lots of freebies. Uh, we like to send our partners lots of free stuff. So who doesn't like free stuff? If you like free stuff, check it out, chagonzales.com, and we will get you signed up and taken care of. So hey, let's get into today's episode. Uh, I want to talk about having a superiority complex. I know a lot of people, met a lot of people who have an inferiority complex, have low self-esteem. But in my studies and learning who I am in Christ and, and learning these realities about our union with Christ throughout Scripture, I have come to the conclusion that there should never be such a thing as a Christian with a low self-esteem. You should have a high self-esteem. In one sense, you should have a hard time getting your head through the door because you are so confident and so bold and who you are through your union with Christ. You know, one of our mainstays, one of our main foundational scriptures is 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17. It says, If any man be in Christ, he's a brand new creation. Old things have passed away, and all things have become new. And so when we get saved, we were born again. We receive Jesus. The old way of living is gone. The old way of seeing is gone. The old way of thinking is gone. And we become a brand new creation. And we become in union with Christ. And so the old way of seeing and thinking is gone. So now we ought to see like Jesus and think like Jesus so we can do like Jesus. And what made all this possible is 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 21. It says, Jesus who knew no sin, he became sin, that we would become the righteousness of God in Christ. And so it's important to always note that Jesus uh, and he, he didn't just take our sin, he became it. It, it became a part of his identity. Uh, he became one with it. He was unified with it. And in the very same way, we became the righteousness of God in Christ, in our union with him. And so righteousness isn't just a possession. It's not something that's just placed into your hands. Yes, righteousness, it is a gift by the grace of God. But it's not just something I possess. It's something that I am. And the very way that Jesus became sin, you and I, through our, through our union with Christ, we become righteous. And it's not just some old righteousness. It is the righteousness of God, or I like to say it, the rightness of God. And the very way that God is right, because of our union with Christ, we become right. You are right. I am right. That's why you see this word perfect that's used several times by the Apostle Paul in his, his writings and letters to the church. He said, we are uh, just men made perfect. Now, there's a difference between maturity and perfection. You know, we've been made perfect in our spirit. Uh, but of course, yeah, we're still working some things out. We're walking some things out. We're maturing in who we are and, and, and our revelation and renewing our mind. But God sees us as right. He sees us as perfect. And what I want to look at today is this thing about righteousness. You know, for many years now, uh, we've had a decent understanding of righteousness. 
Uh, I've heard uh, probably one of the, the most well-known definitions of righteousness is this. It's the ability to stand before God without guilt or shame. Uh, I've heard that a while for quite a while, uh, E.W. Kenyon, uh, he might have been the first one or one of the first ones to kind of coin that term, to coin that definition. That's the one that I've heard that's been the most prevalent, that righteousness is the ability to stand before God without guilt or shame. Uh, I've got another person, uh, another friend of mine named Doug Jones. He's an instructor at Rama, and he teaches a class on righteousness. And I remember many years ago when I was at Rama, he gave this definition. He said that righteousness it is a good position with God. And I really like that definition. It's a good position with God. Because righteousness, it is about your position. It's about your position with the Father. And so you and I, because of our union with Christ, we have a good position with the Father that we can stand before Him without any guilt, without any shame, without any inferiority. But I think where we've missed it, and, and, and we just haven't put enough light on it, is the fact that not only does righteousness affect your position with God, but righteousness also affects your position with the world. Righteousness is not only the ability to stand before God without guilt or shame, it's also the ability to stand before the world without inferiority. Without inferiority. And where this comes into play in the area of healing is that, and I've been there many times, I'm sure you've been there, and that we're faced with a situation and for some, you know, what's big, maybe a blind eye, deaf ear, maybe a skin disease, a short limb. I don't know what's big to you. I know the things that I've worked through. But in whatever those situations are that we come across, and all of a sudden, it seems like it's big. And then I begin to feel like I'm not good enough. I'm not anointed enough. I haven't prayed enough, confessed enough. All those thoughts start coming. And in a moment, you begin to feel inferior to that situation. And the moment you begin to feel inferior, it's because you begin to see lack. And if you're seeing lack, it will cause you to draw back in your spirit. And it's because, the sole reason is because now you're not seeing yourself in your union with Christ. You're seeing yourself outside of your union with Christ. And anytime you see yourself outside of your union with Christ, you will always be inferior. You will always see lack. You will always feel like you are not enough. And this is where you need to understand the other side of righteousness. Again, it's not only the ability to stand before God without guilt or shame. It's also the ability to stand before the world and the things that are the result of the curse of this world without inferiority. It's the ability for you and I to stand before the dark things of this world as the light in this world. And we be the masters and those things be the slave. That we be the rightness of God standing before the wrong things of this world. And we know that in John chapter 1 and verse 4 it says, In him was life and that light was the light of men. Verse 5, and the darkness could not overpower it. It could not overcome it. And this is why you have to identify with Christ. So that when you stand before the dark things, the wrong things, that you know that because you are the rightness of God, the righteousness of God, the life of God, the light of God, that what you're standing before is totally and absolutely inferior to you, not just because of you, but simply because of your union with Christ. Whew, get to preaching a little bit. So look, if you have a Bible, look at Romans chapter 8. I want to read this. It's a very familiar passage of Scripture for a lot of people. Romans chapter 8, verse 1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, 
who do not walk according to the flesh, but walk according to the Spirit. Well, there's no condemnation to those who were where? In Christ, that union with Christ, who's walking according to the Spirit. If you're walking according to who you are, and you're seeing life through the proper lens, seeing things through the proper perspective of your union with Christ, your righteousness uh, that you have, that's exactly like the righteousness that God is and God has and Jesus has, when you see it through that lens, there's never anything to condemn you. There's never anything to make you feel inferior. Never. There's no condemnation. When you begin to feel inferior, it's condemnation. It's condemning you, telling you you're not good enough. You're not anointed enough. You're not holy enough. You haven't done enough of this. You haven't done enough of that. It's where you and I get into this, this stuff called works, and we step away from the grace of God that gave us and made us righteous. We step away from the grace of God that, that made us possessors of this life. It's where the Apostle Paul talks about in Galatians, where he says, I'm no longer, it's no longer I who lives, but it's Christ who lives in me. And the life I live uh, in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who died and gave his life for me. And then he goes on to say, and I will not take the grace of God in vain. I will not take it in vain. And, and where we begin to take it in vain is where we begin to see ourselves outside. We don't respect it. We don't honor it anymore. We begin to try to walk according to works. And this is where Romans 8, 1 is so important. There's no condemnation, nothing to make you feel inferior when you are walking in your union with Christ. Verse 2 says, For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus made me free from the law of sin and death. That means what was my master is now my slave. Therefore, the master never looks at the slave and, and, and allows that slave to make him feel inferior. No, you as the master, you are superior. And that's what the law of life has done. It has set us free and it has reversed the roles. It set us free from the law of sin and death. It set us free from the curse that runs rampant in the world. So that again, whatever I'm standing before that's wrong in this world, because I am the righteousness of God or I am the rightness of God, I am superior. So I should have a superiority complex instead of an inferiority complex. I should never have low self-esteem when I'm dealing with the situations and the curse of the world. Uh, if you go on down to verse 5, it says, For those who live according to the flesh set their mind on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and its peace. It's life and its peace. It's life and its wholeness. It's, it's light it's righteousness, it's wholeness, nothing missing, nothing broken. Again, superiority complex, high self-esteem because of your union with Christ. Standing before anything in this world and seeing yourself as superior because of the one you're united to and hooked up to, the one you are sent from and sent by and yet who resides on the inside of you. Man, it's just powerful stuff. Romans chapter 8, I mean, it's so good. It's so good talking about our union and what we possess and what we can do. It's just just so, so good. We should have a superiority complex. Anytime a situation seems too big, it's because we're seeing ourselves outside of Christ. Let me give you an example. This is a good example. Uh, this is to make fun of me. Uh, but a couple of years ago, I was in Ridgely, Tennessee, and I was doing we were doing healing school. Uh, for pastors Dave and Tammy Gray there in Ridgely, Tennessee. And so we were going out every Sunday night for a month. 
and doing healing school and teaching people how to minister healing to others. And I'll never forget, man, this was such a good learning experience for me. And hopefully that uh, you learned something from my mistake. But uh, man, it's just all too real for all of us. So I was going through the, the audience and and uh, we were dealing with people that was having back pain. And I got up to this one lady and she had raised her hand and said she had lower back pain. And as she began to stand up, she said, yeah, and I also have hip dysplasia and I have one leg that's shorter than the other. And so we've dealt with that many times. And so when she said short leg, it didn't freak me out uh, like it used to many years ago because we've just seen so many happen and take place, so many grow out. So didn't think too much about it. I said, well, why don't you go up to the front and we'll sit you down there and so everybody can see. Because I love the short legs, short limbs, because it's something for people to actually see. It's not just like I have a tummy ache or something. These are things people, I mean, creative miracles people can actually see and they can't. Uh, sit there and say, well, it was make-believe or made-up or something like that. So she goes up to the front, and she had some black pants on. And so she sits down, and she pulls up uh, one of her pant legs, and I see these these metal and leather uh, braces that are around her legs. If you've ever seen the movie Forrest Gump, it's something similar to what Forrest Gump was wearing as a little boy. And for whatever reason, when I saw those leg braces, it freaked me out. Not from the sense that I, I was scared of it, but... It all of a sudden, it just seemed to big me. I saw the leather straps, the metal braces, and on the inside, I jumped back. Now, obviously, I didn't do that in front of other people. You know, you got to act like you know what you're doing and instill confidence in people. But on the inside, I just jumped back and, and it wigged me out a little bit. And I knew at that point I was not in a position to be able to minister to her. And so I saw she was having a little trouble kind of fumbling around with the straps. And I said, Look, why don't you just take your time getting those off, and I'll go back here, and I'll deal with some other people, and then once you're done, I'll come back. Well, to be honest, I wasn't doing that for her. I wasn't trying to be nice for her. I was doing that for me. I needed to get as far away from that situation as possible and get my mind back where it needed to be. I needed to get my mind back on the things of the Spirit so we could produce life and peace. And so I walked off, went all the way to the back of the auditorium, and found a guy that was having some lower back pain. And so I wasn't even paying attention to the guy. I mean, he got healed, but while I had my hands on him, I was I was getting my mind back on the life of God in me, God being big in me, getting it off of those leg braces. Well, once I got my mind where I needed to be, and this was, it only took a few minutes, but I, I had to get my mind back. Once I did, I, got, I had my confidence back. My faith was back. And so then I turned around and I just very nonchalantly walked up to the front, checked on the lady. She had the leg braces off. And so we put her feet on another chair in front of her. And we spoke to that, told that leg to grow in the name of Jesus. And instantly that leg began to grow. It evened out. And it was wonderful. It was great. We began to praise God. But, you know, what would have happened if when I walked up and saw that situation, freaked out on the inside, and in a position, I'm not in faith in that situation. And and I go and try to minister, nothing happens. Well, then it's going to cause her, it's going to affect her faith, affect my faith, affect the faith of other people. I had to do something about my mind. Now, me in and of myself, you know, nothing changed about me from the time I got freaked out to the time I got my mind where I needed to be. My righteousness had not changed. My position with God had not changed. What had changed was my perspective my mindset. I had to get my mind back on the things of the Spirit, the realities of who I am in Christ. And once I did that, 
Once I, once I began to see myself back in him, all of a sudden my perspective changed. My confidence was back. My faith was back. And I knew that that leg was going to grow out. But I saw, I allowed the circumstances in the very beginning that caused me to draw back. And it was because when I saw those leg braces, all of a sudden I felt inferior. Now again, in and of myself, I can do nothing. I mean, you can't heal a flea, can't do nothing. Even Jesus himself said, you know, it's the Father on the inside of me that does the works. So in one sense, it's kind of stupid to even think, you know, to even have an inferiority complex from one sense and thinking I'm not good enough because in all actuality, I'm not. I mean, what, what can I possibly do to get ready, you know, to heal somebody in the natural? I can't. But when I am feeling inferior, when I'm feeling condemned, it's because I'm seeing myself outside of Christ. And so I just want to encourage you, friend, whenever you come against a situation, I don't care what it is, if it seems big, that's your sign. That's your sign that you're seeing yourself outside of your union with Christ. And so what you need to do is you need to pull away, spend a little time, get your mind back where it needs to be, see yourself in Him, see Him in you, Spend some time meditating on the life of God in you. And I guarantee you, all of a sudden, faith will begin to rise back up again. And you'll be in a position uh, in your mind of being a conqueror. Of course, that's what you already are anyway because of your union with Christ. But you got to get your mind where it needs to be. And when your mind is where it needs to be, that's where you'll see miracles begin to happen. Because you're seeing like Jesus, thinking like Jesus. And all of a sudden, now you can get results like Jesus. Well, friend, I hope that uh, helped you, encouraged you some. I know that encouraged me just to be, spend some time uh, talking about these things. I love this stuff. It's so much fun, and, and it's what makes Christianity fun as well. Hey, if you aren't a partner with us, I would love for you to join up with us, join our dream team. I've told people it doesn't have to be a lot, even if you can only do five bucks. Five dollars is great. Five dollars pays for a book for us to get into uh, someone's hands that don't doesn't know these things. And so uh, if you can, partner up with it. Go to chadgonzalez.com and become a Dream Team partner with us. Uh, again, the, the monies that come in through that, it helps fund these book projects, uh, the, the healing conferences, and the video series. Uh, again, Possessors of Life comes out December 12th. Make sure you go to Amazon and uh, take advantage of that. I think it's only going to be $9.95, so great price. It's going to be a great book. Super excited about it. Thank you for all of you that are partners with us. Thank you for our friends that are continuing to listen to the Supernatural Life podcast and share this. We love you. We appreciate you. We couldn't do it without you. 2020 is going to be our best year yet. We're believing that for ourselves, and we're believing that for you too. Hey, remember that in Christ, we always win. We'll talk to you next month.